everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Clock In Vibe Out. I'm your host, Raina, and today I'm joined by my friend Jalon Jackson. She is a talent coordinator, content creator, and short filmmaker. Jalon, welcome. Thanks for being on my podcast. So good to see you technically <laughs> through the internet. Right. I literally have been so impressed with everything that you've been doing that I've just been seeing on your social media and all your short films and your YouTube. You've really just been popping off. And also, Jalan and I go way back, and Jalan has seen me out and about my freshman year of college. So I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the craziest, <laughs> wildest, most unacceptable actions I've ever done in my life. So this episode of the first podcast seemed like it couldn't be worse than those experiences. <laughs> no, literally. I think there was this one time I remember when I was oh, getting no. ready for a costume party and like, I don't know, like the wig came off in front of everybody <laughs> and like, there's just so many moments like that so that I many. think about from the sorority that, yeah, it just brought us way closer. And yeah. no, I'm so flattered that like when you texted me, I was so excited. I was like, no way. Like you texted me, I was like, wow, like I haven't really felt like I've done all that much. But now that I think about it in the course of this whole year, a lot has happened. So I'm like flattered that you even asked me to of be course. on it. I'm so thankful. I'm so excited that you said yes. I really cannot <laughs> have a better first guest. But yeah, that's kind of one of the main reasons that I wanted to start this show because so much of the entertainment industry has been shut down right now or put on pause. And I think it's really important to have something that showcases what you've done because a lot of times, especially the people that I know, are so talented and so incredible and such visionaries. But I think that a lot of times I have this problem too. We all downplay our accomplishments. And so it's nice to have a platform where we can kind of hype each other up and be like, yup, you did that. No, exactly. Like genuinely, that's, I wouldn't have put it any other way. It's so easy to kind of get caught in your head and think like, am I doing enough? And especially because I feel like the entertainment industry is so Mm self-motivated. A lot of the things that like I felt like I've done were all things that I kind of had to go seek out and do myself. I think it's so hard too, especially if you aren't born into the industry. I also think it's way more challenging on a personal level to not have any ties or anything like that and then still try to come up because there's so many no's like you hear so many no's and there's so many times that everybody seems like they have more experience or better ideas or better voices or better blah 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 but I think that it's so awesome that now we are all so much more connected and have so many more tools with technology and everything too like Mm -hmm. if you want to do something creative you have every single means to do that, which is so awesome because it didn't used to be like that at all. No, yeah, and I completely agree with you. I honestly, it's funny that you mentioned that about not having anybody, you know, in family that's entertainment industry. My first couple of years in college, I was a neuroscience major. I don't know if you remember that, but I genuinely was so set to go to med school or grad school. I was kind of interested in it, but I was doing it because of my family. And I always wanted to do film, like ever since I was a kid, I wanted to act. I wanted to be doing what, you know, I watched that so Raven and like, (laughs) I wanted to be Raven. (laughs) Of course. So yeah, you know, it was just like a huge inspiration to me seeing that kind of representation on TV. And like, that's something that I hope I can do and will do in the future because, you know, I just think that that kind of, you know, I, I wouldn't say that like, you know, there isn't 
any representation in film and TV right now. I think there's a huge boom happening, which is great. But like, I just want to add to that and kind of put my own like story out there. But yeah, I honestly have my own family too, that like, we're kind of questioning, like, what are you doing? You're going from like a huge (laughs) brain surgery pay grade to like starving artist. But I think what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually a lot of money in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. Like, I, I don't know why people just kind of forget that, like, the things that they watch every night, like, the TV costs a lot of money to make. Yeah, yeah, it's like millions of dollars in this. So, you know, I don't want anybody that's like pursuing a film and television career or wants to be an actor or wants to do marketing or anything like that to think that you can't make a career out of it because you totally can. Like, there's so many jobs that we aren't even told about in college, mm-hmm. like, that I learned after I graduated. So, There's such a wonderful world of knowledge out there, especially like with YouTube. I learned everything I know, honestly, technically, technical wise from YouTube. Me too, actually. That's funny. I watched just a couple of reviews. I watched how you started podcasts and then now here we are. Exactly. I'm so proud of you, dude. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. So everything that we just talked about kind of segues me into my first real question for you. Yeah, sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about how you got started in the entertainment industry because you had a little bit more of a non-traditional route, I would say. Yeah, so I majored in film and television, and then I minored in marketing. I kind of fell into like social media marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been working with a lot of like creators, influencers, things like that. I've been seeing a lot of that world. And then right now I'm a talent coordinator. So most of what I do is kind of whatever brand deals that they get. Like, for example, if you were to have a sponsorship by like Dove, you would talk about it in the middle of our podcast. And, you know, I would email them and be like, hey, like here's Reina's deliverable. And that would kind of be the the negotiables that I would talk to them about for you. So Dove, that's what I if do. you're listening to this podcast and you want to sponsor me, feel free to slide into my emails. <laughs> no, she's ready, guys. Like <laughs> But yeah, exactly that. Um, in terms of like content creation, like ultimately, like I would, I know that the talent coordinator thing is really cool, but I want to act so bad. That's like my one goal. Um, I've taken some headshots. I've been doing a couple of like things to get IMDB credit. I've been trying to do more YouTube videos, stream on Twitch. It's honestly like interesting because I'm working for talent in a way. So I'm learning so much from them and also the process um, like to help myself. I could totally see you being a famous actress. I think that you have the personality for it and I could definitely (laughs) see it. I used to want to be Hannah Montana when I was little. So I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. I actually was super excited to talk to you because I really don't know anything about like the movie, short film, normal film, anything like that side of the industry. So I have some questions for you. I recently just saw Pennywise make an appearance on your story. And I was wondering (laughs) if that means that Don't Disrespect Halloween Part 4 is on the way. Yes. So actually the fourth part of that series is coming out and it's dropping this Halloween. I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys to see this because the quality like from the third (laughs) one to the fourth one is crazy. It literally looks fantastic. And honestly, I'm really proud of some of the work that I did in it too. I have more um, lines in this one. There's more screen time. The whole thing in itself is just a lot longer than the third one. Yeah. And we were talking about um, branching it into something even more than what it already is. 
basically more horror stars that you've seen before, like Michael uh-huh. Myers, Candyman, things like that would make more of an appearance and we might become something like, you know, ever seen Supernatural? I actually am the most giant, biggest wimp ever, and I have, like, a phobia <laughs> of scary movies. Like, they scare the life out of me. Even when I was watching yours, I was sitting there, and I was like, please don't be too scary. Please don't be too scary. I was like, Mm-mm. no, it won't, I'm, like, I promise. fingers crossed. I was like, please be funny. Please be funny. No, so, I promise no. it is. It's not too bad. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm of not course, sure Of what course, of course, no say. spoiler alerts. So for your short films and for more of your content creation, what are kind of your goals with that? What I want to do is like create content that's original so that you can submit it to festivals and then hopefully get picked up. Mm-hmm. You can do that through like short films. You can do that through, you know, a whole feature film if you want to. But for me personally, I think I would like to create a short film that kind of is just about maybe my awkward side and some of the things that I've just experienced. And it's basically something called Cult Baby Genius, where I just talk about like... <laughs> Wait, this- I love that name. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just talk about this like crazy academic school that I went to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I feel like in my 20s, I am relearning a lot of things that I've learned before. Yeah. And especially with other people, I'll be maybe just interacting with them in the same way that I would when I was going through like high school or college and then realizing, okay, this is a completely different situation. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't necessarily need the same type of like thinking. Yeah. So when I go back to think about those moments when I was in high school or college and I'm kind of comparing those situations to what I'm going through now, even though it's good to compare experiences for like you know, judgment in current Mm -hmm. situations, I would always be thinking like back to those moments in flashbacks. And I feel like it'd be interesting to kind of show like the way um, I have evolved as a person. And I'm sure other people might relate to that. The entertainment industry as a whole, you're thrown into situations where everyone kind of has to be in character, right? At all times. Like if you're- That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're going into an audition, you are surrounded by the most beautiful, talented, craziest people and the the best producers and the best creative directors and the best everything. But at the same time, I think that it's challenging because I think for me, at least when I first started working in those kind of situations, my guard went right up. I was so anxious and I was so nervous and I literally felt like I had imposter syndrome, like to the highest degree possible. And it was It's hard not to feel intimidated. Right? Absolutely. It was just absolutely wild though. And kind of tying it back to your idea for your own film, I literally felt like I was in high school again or even like starting college again that's exactly what I'm talking about dude. it was <laughs> wild and I was like oh my god what is, what is happening I'm glad that you shared that too because I am hoping that this podcast will help people that are trying to launch their own creative careers or are kind of toying with the idea of maybe not going into like a corporate lifestyle or something like that. A lot of people I think are now straying away from the idea that we have to stay nine to five in a cubicle. And honestly, I think that it's good to know that like you can take calculated risks. You don't have to just completely quit your job and go full forced and eat ramen every day to go do it. You can, you absolutely can. And it's worked for some people. But for me, I know that I want to, you know, have my job 
in whatever field I'm doing. And then, you know, when I have my free time, which is, you know, as much as I literally can, I'll go ahead and work on my own craft. Mm -hmm. And then once my own craft creates the same amount of revenue or more as my day job, then I'll leave my day job. You just have to hustle, kind of like you were mm-hmm. saying. I think that effort and persistence and constant, constant production of your ideas and you just exactly. have to try and you have to put yourself out there and you have to do what you got to do. I know that you mentioned about moving out to LA, which is kind of funny because I actually wrote down some things that I wanted to talk about about LA. Jalan and I are not from California. So Jalan grew up in Arizona and I grew up as a military child moving everywhere except California. I did want to ask you about your move because I think kind of like you were saying, some people think like it's the cliche, like, oh my God, like she moved to LA, but I... (laughs) I kind of think that it gets a bad reputation, which, I mean, I think people just show a lot more there, so it's a lot easier to judge about it than it is about maybe Nebraska, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's so much easier to, you know, be private in Nebraska (laughs) when there's so much to post about in Los Angeles. I just think that there's, it's just so many more people and it's a lot more, you know, things that you can do out here. And I'm not necessarily saying that like, okay, me being in LA suddenly means that I'm doing well for myself. You could easily move to LA and just be doing the same stuff. It's really just about the fact that like when you come here, I think that since it's such a like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's covered in this shroud of mystery, fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I feel like fantasy is definitely a good word for it a huge misconception about, you know, the success of moving to LA. I think mm-hmm. it's honestly just about the fact that you move to a place where it's like, there's more to do, there's more to see. And you, what you said is correct. Like the more that you post on online gives so much more room to judge. I've had a lot of people like think that I've changed or that I'm different now, but I swear I still play the same things and I have the same yeah. things. Like I don't. I don't I'm talking to you now, like um, all of your best qualities that I've always known literally are still there. So I wouldn't, you. I wouldn't say that you've changed in a negative way at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, Not at all. Your crazy. Instagram's popped off, but like, I mean. Hopefully it would have by the time. Right? <laughs> right. Like I would hope I have changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving to LA has been great though. I can be connected to people that live mm-hmm. in Los Angeles that are more aligned with what I want to do, totally. more people who are like-minded. It's a lot easier to kind of connect and find your niche in a bigger city. I only lived in LA for like three, four months. I just moved there for the summer because I had an internship out there. But even you think? when I first got to school in Arizona, I had just come from Seattle, which was super different. It's very much relaxed, like everyone loves the environment and wears Birkenstocks, okay? Like that is the vibe. My freshman year was tough. Like I felt like I had moved to Orange County, but like only the richest part of Orange County that like Frank Ocean talks about because I have never been more shook in my life. I went from Birkenstocks (laughs) being the flex to a full Prada drip and I was not prepared I was not I feel you it had the same energy as the whole LA misconception where everyone was kind of trying to be something that they weren't or kind of pretend like they were 
bigger than they were. I don't, I can't explain it, but um, I also, I don't know if you remember this, but I ran the social media account for our yeah, sorority freshman dude, year. And you did. You were the good one. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah. But anyways, that was probably the worst experience of my life. To be completely honest, because Dude, I, know. <laughs> I was already going through like the weird stress of transitioning from my Birkenstocks to like I'm supposed to be wearing Chanel all the time. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I was constantly on social media looking at these perfect girls who oh and I gosh. was comparing it like I wasn't on my account. So it wasn't what I wanted to follow. I was on the sororities account. So it was just following all these perfect sorority girls yes. from all these houses on campus. And they're all in Prada and they're walking in Paris Fashion Week. And I am sitting in my Damn. dorm room crying because I am comparing myself to these literal models. For, no way. Like that was my job. So it was terrible. And then I decided that I absolutely never, ever, ever wanted to move to L.A., that was mm-hmm. the point of that story. So I did not want to at all. Then when I got my internship, that was kind of after I decided that I wanted to work in music. So those first two years, I was so anti-LA, never going to happen. Like, did not like it. I did not want to be in a Frank Ocean <laughs> song. I was not down. But then when I moved out there, I was so shook. I was so shook because I think I realized the misconception behind all of it because, yes, there are bad apples, of course, but there's bad apples, I think, everywhere. I think there's bad mm-hmm. apples in Nebraska. Yes. And I think that I, after living there, had a way, way, way different idea about it because I have to say I did love that everybody that I met was passionate about something. And I know that some people think that everyone mm-hmm. like in LA is a wannabe or blah, 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 blah. Like if you're moving there for music or modeling or acting or anything of the sorts like you're just a wannabe but I thought it was so mm-hmm. inspiring honestly because I would meet these people yeah, definitely. that were going out and taking their life into their own hands and creating stuff that they wanted to do and I was like oh my god everybody that I've been meeting is like this like what is this place and now I'm obsessed with it it's <laughs> so I want to be there too. yeah come over here what the heck <laughs> yes come Ultimately, the thing about LA is there's this mysticism of like, oh, she moved to LA. She's different now. Mm-hmm. I think it actually is more empowering to move here in a way where you can just be yourself and you can kind of have a fresh slate to not even worry mm-hmm. about what everybody else from your past or college or whatever is thinking of you. And you can just find the people that you truly do connect with. And then from there, like you're allowed to kind of blossom and grow into the person that you actually want to be versus being subjected to all of the extra external factors that don't matter. I think that there's less of a structure when you come out here. Jelan, it's literally crazy because I was thinking the same exact thing. Yes, absolutely. You should express yourself however you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. But if you're somebody that's like super eclectic or like wants to dress in a super outgoing, crazy way, it is a lot easier to feel like you can start doing that in Los Angeles just because I feel like everyone is just there's an extra little degree of like weirdness and and like self-expression that people have so it's not really like you could be walking down the street with like a giant pink mohawk and like a sparkly yellow ball gown like bell and honestly no one would really bat an eyelash you know so I think that it's just but if you did that in Tucson it's like what do you yeah people be like um what you doing? What you doing over there? But, but I think could, that, that is a really good point. You could point. be that person. Totally. I know people that are like that too, and I yeah. have so much respect for them. And I think that 
we are moving in a really good direction towards just a culture and a society that are a lot more accepting, which I think is absolutely amazing because people should be able to express themselves however they want. And that is period. Yeah. I was so nervous to, I not even nervous, but like, I love, um, I'm, I'm not like as much of a fan as I used to be, but like BTS, um, I was a huge fan in college and I never told anybody. I went to like, concerts oh my God. I took whole trips and didn't say anything or post anything about it because I knew that people that we knew were going to judge me and be like, wow, mm-hmm. she's weird. But honestly, like now it's cool. And they're literally like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm honestly kind of like, wow. So that's just, I don't know. It's something that's like, you know, you should never be afraid to like express who you are and what you like, because before you know it, like five or even two years from now, like everyone's going to wish they already knew about it. Like Facts. even anime, mm-hmm. everyone's huge and so big on anime now. And it's not right. Really- Mm-hmm. like that's been around forever I was watching mm-hmm. anime when I was like a kid and I never said anything because it was considered weird because right. it wasn't a part of the norm but the truth of the matter is like if you're the one to stand out if you're the one to start the trends if you're the one to like be the person wearing the pink mohawk in your small town like you're probably going to be the one who's successful like it's exactly. always the people who are always like standing out and going against the grain who create something that you know other people aren't it's about being like the one percent I totally, totally agree. Also, too, it's funny that you mentioned BTS because I honestly had really no idea about them until I just watched um, the Billboard Music Awards. And Jalon, when I tell you, I was on the floor because I, growing up, was absolutely, (laughs) like, unhealthily, creepily obsessed with boy bands obviously One Direction but like little boy bands too I was obsessed like would always talk to them on Twitter like would go to shows at weird little venues in Seattle I was that bitch like wall covered posters everywhere I would buy Tiger Beat magazine every single one obsessed with boy bands I just think they're so sexy to me and I love them and so when I saw an Asian boy band my heart exploded I was watching with my mom and I literally started tearing up and she was like are you okay bro and I was like no oh my god right now I'm low-key tearing up I know it's exciting I was like how did I not know that this exists like this is a unicorn and I have been missing this my entire life like I'm pissed I'm pissed so I wish I would have known I I would have gone with you I would have gone let's get some tickets dude I'm down I'm so down dude how old are they? Am I going to get in trouble like, for this? No, no. They're like our age. So Okay, good, good, good. Because I was like, oh, let yeah. me actually think about that really quick. Oh, and then there was one boy that was on the side. So <laughs> he was so cute. I'm not trying to catch a case. Uh-uh. He was so cute. <laughs> I'm crying <laughs> right now. No, it's literally, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, what's crazy is, okay, another thing about, like, the film industry is, I don't know if you heard about Parasite. They won Best Picture. Mm -hmm. So that was a Korean film that was directed by the same person who directed. And that was a film that came out on Netflix, like, I don't know, like three or four years ago. And I loved it so, so, so much. I honestly, like, people were so surprised that a Korean film won the best picture but I was honestly hoping for this because this was the first like foreign picture that won best picture without being in the foreign film category and I think that we're finally getting to a place where we can finally like see and regard art and culture from other places as good as ours which 
this for a long time. Like my mom is from Bangladesh. So I've always been kind of tapped into, um, you know, Bollywood. I've been always tapped into, you know, being, I don't know, inter, I've always been into things from other cultures because it's easier for me to accept because I grew up with that already. But the fact that Parasite One was huge, like, and then the fact that BTS is starting to make their mark here as well, like that just shows that we're finally starting to open up our worldview as a country, which is great for not only like the cultural advancement of ourselves, but of, you know, like the world, like that's, that's what, that's fucking great. <laughs> like, that's all I gotta say. Like, um, Parasite was one of my favorite films. So, um, if you're willing to just like get through the subtitles and take a second to read, it's so worth it. Like, I've been watching some Korean dramas since I was young. Like, and literally, anime is just cartoons, right. but in Japanese with subtitles. Sorry, my bird is joining the conversation. <laughs> but. But yeah, like it's it's so good to be tapped into those things and kind of um, keeping your eyes open for inspiration and things that literally get you excited, even if it's something that not a lot of people know about or care about or will judge you for. I think it's weird. Like if it gets you excited and it makes you happy, like just move towards that. Also, super quickly, I know that we've talked about Nebraska probably like 12 times at this point. So I just want to quickly say that I do not live in Nebraska. I'm actually no, in Chicago right now. But like I was just <laughs> using it as a reference point. But I did think that it would be um, kind of helpful to know that I am not in fact in Nebraska. Okay. I'm like, no, I'm not either. <laughs> so just disclaimer. But I've heard that Nebraska is great for people who love that kind of life. See, now I feel bad for all the people who are in Nebraska that are listening to this. Like, wow, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to kind of take a quick break from those knowledge bombs and play a little game if you're down to play a little game. Yes, definitely. Let's do it. Okay, so the game that I'm thinking we can play, um, I just made this up, but it's called... <laughs> pop culture check-in I feel like it's fitting okay and pop culture I know some people really hate on it but I find it so entertaining I love to know about celebrities and current events and I just think it's fun it's entertaining it's lighthearted. like some people like to watch comedy shows on Netflix and I like pop culture <laughs> it's the same thing no and we have to stay up to date with that stuff exactly it's kind of like the news so anyway The way that this game works is you and I each will have a pop culture current event. We'll ask each other about it. And then, like, if I ask you the question, you have to guess what the item is or what the person is or what the situation is. Um, I know it's a little early in California, so you definitely don't have to do this. But it was designed as a drinking game. Um... So if I get it wrong, I'll drink. And if you get it wrong, you drink. However, um, I actually have some errands to run after this, which is going to require me to drive. So I will not be drinking. But what I am going to do is mix up some vitamin C, but only in a tiny, tiny little bit of water. So it will be very disgusting. So it'll still Okay, work. perfect. Let me see if I, I have like an immune shot that I can. Oh, perfect. Honestly, those are pretty gnarly. Okay, I think perfect. tequila might taste better. You know, the world's been pretty heavy recently with all of the presidential elections, debates, hot topics, big issues. There's just been a lot to be worried about. And it has definitely caused me many nights without sleep, lots of anxiety. And I highly encourage everybody to go out to the polls and vote. Vote early if you can. Vote. It's important. Anyways, that brings me to one of my most favorite current pop culture events. 
So Jalan, my question for you is, after the vice presidential debate, what household appliance was added to the merch store for one of our presidential candidates? Oh, fly swatter. Yes, it was fly swatter. <laughs> the devil works hard, but Joe Biden's marketing campaign works harder. We love that. But yeah, you got it right. Good oh job. Oh my gosh, no, literally. A um, Netflix documentary that came out, and it was basically about Tiger. Um... <laughs> okay, so there, there was a Netflix documentary that came out basically about tigers, and it was just about, you know, having them as exhibitions and everything like that. What was the name of the guy who got arrested? And, you know, there was a whole free blank that went viral. Um, Tiger King. <laughs> Is that right? No. <laughs> no. Are you serious? No. Okay, well, well the real name. Carol Baskin? Oh. Oh, my the God. Gu- he the guy. The real name? I low-key thought that he changed it, to be completely honest with you. It's I- Joe Exotic. Oh, see? Joe Exotic. See? Yes. That, <laughs> that's the same thing, but I'm going to drink this anyways. Okay, okay. I have to say I loved the Tiger King phase. Doesn't that feel like 12 years ago? No, low-key, I thought I was going to give you a curveball with that one because this whole quarantine has blended all of the days together. It feels like late May still in some ways. All right. Well, that was actually a pretty successful round, though. Thanks for playing. Yeah, of course. And I think I think we've gone over some pretty helpful tips for everybody. Um, but on a lighter note, I think that a good way to end the podcast would be to talk about maybe an embarrassing story or an embarrassing moment because in your face yeah because in the music and entertainment industries I feel like there's a lot of opportunities to embarrass yourself and I have definitely had some of those moments and I think that it's important to you know let people know that even though you can do your best all the time like you're still gonna have embarrassing moments because nobody is perfect and yeah if you have any good ones that you want to share Yesterday was literally one of the most like uncomfortable days I feel like I've had in a few months because it's the first time that I've been around people, like a a big group of people in a long time. And it was really safe. They took our temperature. Like we all wore masks. Like obviously aside from that one scene, like we were all pretty like far apart, but, um, and everything was outside, but ultimately like, bro, I have, I was so awkward because I just had not (laughs) been around people and they were calling me Jenna every now and then. It was really fun and everything. But there were moments where I was just in the way and I was just trying to like weave around people. And I yeah. kept faces. I was just like, <laughs> and like going past people. And one of the main actors, like he was like, what's up with the faces? You're so no. awkward. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, no. And on top of that, when I came in, I was wearing like something really casual like this, like just a like long sleeve top and mm-hmm. I had on some like track pants and my like forces and I thought that it was just supposed to be casual. So my yeah. friend was like, Hey, come to set. Like it's like an, um, like a casual, like going out scene. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, like casual, like don't wear a dress or heels. And they were like, no, don't wear a dress and heels. Like kept more, more chill than that. Like a kickback. And I was like, okay, for sure. I pull up in this like more sporty type of fit. Cause I'm thinking like, okay, LA kickback. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they, the wardrobe was like, no, like, okay, we're going to have to have you change. They had stuff in the back and I changed into this like crop top 
Tell me why I literally forgot to shave my underarm. Oh, no. And I have to have my arms literally, like, glued to my side the entire time. Oh, so Jalon. That was That's so, funny. like, secret confession, I guess. Like, yeah. I was not expecting it. And I was called in, like, two hours before, so I had no idea. But Ricky mistake on my part. See, those are the kinds of situations I was talking about. It's just, like, you have all these extra opportunities where, like, you're just going to be thrown in and be like, what am I doing? How did this happen? How did I get here? Like, how would I ever end up in a situation where I'm literally just sitting here with my arms glued to the side because I don't want my armpits to be on camera forever? Like, you know what I mean? There's just so many situations like that that are just so not normal like you wouldn't really have them in daily life so I love that question because the answers that I hear from my friends are just so funny so I so swear funny. I started looking up laser hair removal that night so <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome okay well I think that that is a pretty good place to end do you have any final advice that you would give to anybody that's looking to start in film or television or acting or anything like that Yeah, honestly, um, this is going to sound super cliche, and I know that it all probably sounds super cliche, but just do it. Like, as much as you want to go stream or as much as you want to go do this, but this, or you may want to go act, but this, like, like, screw the butts. Like, just do it. Literally, just, you know that you want it, so go out and get it, and don't let anything get in your way. And the people around you that care and love you and want to support you will support you no matter what. So, Go out and do that thing that you always wanted to do. And if you need help, there are people like me who are more than willing to answer questions because everyone wants to kind of broaden their community with like-minded and motivated individuals. Hopefully people will find some inspiration to go start living their dream life from that. And lastly, you guys should definitely go follow Jalon on all of her social medias. Jalon, if you want to plug your Instagram and your YouTube, yeah, now is the best time. Sure. Got you. So follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. It's Jalon A-Z, J-A-L-O-N-A-Z. And then my YouTube is my first and last name, Jalon Jackson. So yes, make sure to go follow her. If you're moving out to LA, slide in her DMs. Jalon is literally one of the sweetest people. And honestly, if you're moving out there and you don't know anyone, there's probably nobody better to hit up than Jalon. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that you asked me to be on this. I'm Yeah, thanks for so being my and... thanks for being my first guest. Of course. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that is a wrap for the first episode of Clock In Vibe Out. Keep your eyes open because our next episode will be dropping soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.